visited. We are working our way in church at the moment through the book of Deuteronomy and skipping towards the end of Deuteronomy, there's a reading about harvest in Deuteronomy. Three cubs, I think, have prepared that reading. So if you're one of our readers this morning, do you want to come out the front for us, please, up here? Okay, one, two, three, four. Four readers, excellent, thank you. Okay, so do you know which order you're going in? Okay, who's, who's number one? Okay, okay. Do you want to come stand here? I'm going to use this mic instead. Okay, here we go. Do you want to get in order? That's right. All come to the front, and I'll walk along the bottom here. Here we go. Okay, so, number one. The Lord is giving you the land, and soon we'll conquer it. Settle down and plant crops. And when you begin harvesting each of your crops, the very first thing you pick must be put in a basket. Take them to the place where the Lord your God chooses to be worshipped, and tell the priest. Long ago, the Lord our God promised our ancestors that he would give us this land, and today I thank him for keeping his promise and giving me a share of the land. The priest will take the basket and set it in front of the Lord's altar. Then standing there in front of the place of worship, you must pray. My ancestor was homeless, an Aramean who went to live in Egypt. There were only a few in his family then, but they became great and powerful, a nation of many people. The Egyptians of Corn had no pity on us. They mistreated our people and forced us into slavery. We called out for help to you, the Lord God of our ancestors. You heard our cries. You knew we were in trouble and being abused. Then you terrified the Egyptians with your mighty miracle and rescued us from Egypt. You brought us here and gave us this land, rich with milk and honey. Now, Lord, I bring you the best of the crops that you have given me. After you say these things, place the basket in front of the Lord's altar and bow down to worship him. Then... You and your family must celebrate by eating a meal at the place of worship to thank the Lord, your God, for giving you such a good harvest. And remember to invite the the Levites and foreigners who live in your town. Every year you are to to give 10% of your harvest to the Lord. But every third year, this 10% must be given to the poor who live in your town including the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows. That way, they will have enough to eat. Then you must pray. O Lord and our God, you have said that 10% of my harvest is sacred. I have obeyed your command and given this to the poor. This includes the Levites, the foreigners, orphans, and widows. Great. Thank you all very much indeed. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, it's definitely on. Oh, there we go. Lovely. Okay. Good morning. Welcome. Um, my name's John Fisher. I'm one of the deacons here. And um, don't be confused by the outfit. Um, I'm also uh, one of the leaders in the Dentroop Scouts. So welcome to all the Scouts and Beavers and Cubs. Um, it's great to be here uh, and see you all here, all, a lot of my um, friends and people I know well. So uh, really good to see you here today. Now, I've got a present for somebody. It's nicely wrapped in um, Minnie Mouse Christmas sparkle paper. 
is, is the paper that I had. And this present is actually for Mandy. So Arkayla is getting a present. Thank you very much, she said. Oh, that's, that's good. No, do open it. It's, it's quite a nice present. It's, no, it's not a trick. Nice present. Oh, she said, that was good. That's good. Lovely. So, um, it's, it's not Christmas. I don't know if it's anyone's birthday. But um, what do you say when you get a present? You say thank you, don't you? She said, thank you very much. Even before she'd opened it. And soon it was actually quite a nice present. Not one of those tricks, you know, like a visual aid where you kind of make a, a kind of joke. That is what we're about today. We're in the business of thankfulness. Um, and it is a natural kind of reaction. We're, we're taught it. We know it well. We, ch- we train children to say it. Uh, say thank you, you know, that kind of what do you say moment when you get given a sweet or something. And these verses from Deuteronomy, we're not going to go for a really complicated kind of Old Testament sermon here about how we're going to meet the requirements of Deuteronomy. But there are some kind of first principles of, of, of how to worship God in these in this verses. And this is it, okay? Really basic. There's a thing called first fruits. Did you notice that? It said, take the first bit of the harvest and give it to God. That's a principle called first fruits, a great principle to live by. And that is just when you get something good, you think, I'm going to give some of this away. I'm not going to save the last bit, the leftovers. I'm going to give away the best. And what a great thing to give away your best. What a great principle that we're taught from the Bible. Because it's not about us, is it? I mean, all this stuff that's been grown, there's loads of good stuff here, I expect. I say, oh, yeah, that's not bad. Peanut, I like peanut butter. Stuff like that, you know. Um, we, you know, we, we don't get that because we deserve it. We don't, we don't get all that, all that food and everything we need because, because we're really great. We get it because it's been provided for us. So the idea of thanking God um, is a kind of first principle of this relationship with God. Um, can I have the slides, Ken? Sorry. Oh, we've, had this, we've had the present. Um, let's go for the next one. There we go. So here's what, um, what Jesus says uh, in, out of Matthew. If God gives so much attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find out your everyday human concerns will be met. So what I'm asking us to do this morning is to consider God to consider how he has provided for us, to consider the provision he's given us, and not worry about the stuff, not worry about getting, but, worry, uh, but consider everything that we've been given. And that's the idea of harvest, and that is what we're up to today. So what has God given us? Anyone got a, We've had some good prayers this morning, so we know some things that God's given us. Anyone just kind of shout out a thing on you? Life. Excellent. Excellent. Good one. God has given us life. He made us. He's created us. What a good God he is. How about food? How about provision? How about what we need? How about 
jobs and houses and all those things that we need, that we need to live by. But what about freedom? Is freedom a good thing to have? I think it certainly is. What about the unconditional love that God gives us? He gives us so much, and we are in the thanking God business this morning. In John 10.10, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And can we have the um, next slide, please? This is what a guy called Robert Biden-Powell said. He said, I believe that God has put us on this jolly world to be happy and enjoy life. And then the next slide. But Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, I think those guys are both on the same page, to be honest. Um, That is the life that we can have. That is the freedom we can have. That is the liberty that we can have. And we are in the business of thanking God this morning for everything that he's given us, for the life that he's given us, that he's given us things that we don't deserve, and he hasn't given us what we do deserve. So, in all good preaching, and this is a very mini-preach today, in all good preaching there's a thing called application, and that's a nice kind of technical preaching word. But what is the application of this? What is the application of, um, of all of this thanking God? Well, I know some people um, who've said, and I know lots of them have said it, because I heard some say it um, on Monday. I've heard some people say, I'll do my duty to God. Has anyone said that? I think most people who are wearing a scarf a bit like this might have said that at some point. So I'm going to ask you, what's your duty to God? And I'm going to put forward my suggestion of what I think God wants your duty to be. And it's this. Just talk to him. That's it. Just try praying. The Anglicans had a thing called try praying at Easter. Just try it. There's some people on a thing we do called Alpha who were just talking about just talking to God. They weren't sure whether they believed it or not. That's why they were looking into it. And these people who maybe were atheists, and there's a guy called Liam who's on our current Alpha course, who just felt an overwhelming urge to write to God. Um, He said, I was an atheist, but I had this urge to write to God. So he did. He started talking to God. And God started talking to him. So here's my application. Just try it. Just try doing your duty to God. Considering God. Talking to God. Bring in whatever you have and whatever you want to say. And you don't have to be religious or do it in a special way. You just need to say, hello, it's me. And that's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Do your duty to God. Amen. Thank you.